Blog Talk Radio. Rates too high, drivers not approved. Sound familiar? With over 30 years' experience, GSI Tow Truck Insurance can design a policy within your means. All we write is tow truck insurance. See to Shining Sea, Wisconsin to Georgia, Los Angeles to South Dakota. We have you covered. So what are you waiting for? Call or text us for a non-obligation quote at 262-501-7244. GSI. Big or small, we write them all. Thank you. On behalf of General Tire, where anywhere is possible, drivers, start your engines!
Monday night, and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everybody, I'd like to welcome you back to Monday night with Rowdy Maglite Crew. And helping me tonight is my Chi-Town duo, Jackman Jeff and Chi-Town Mark. And our way up from upstate New York, we got Todd Bixby calling in. Welcome back. To Monday night on the Rowdy Maglite Show, guys. Hey, Rowdy, it's uh, uh, it's an unusual night for me. I'm not sitting at my desk in my office calling in. Uh, we got a live little live broadcast on the parking lot of Anderson Speedway while we're out a little weather delay. So I'm going to get through the show tonight. Otherwise, I thought I might miss it. But we're here and ready to go. Got my coffee and I'm rubbed up. Well, what about you there, Jeff? How you doing, Roddy? Uh, good to be here. You know, just as Mark, I'm kind of doing remote, still working, but uh, glad I got the call on the show, trying to make time. There you go. And all the way up from upstate New York, how about you there, Todd? I'm revved up and ready to go in here from my good buddy, Gustine. There you go, man. Gus brought it home this weekend. That second win in ARCA, he won at Talladega, so he's got the big track wrapped up, and then he goes to Elko and gets the small track deal. The biggest, the smallest, he can do it all. I think things out of Gus team this year, Rowdy. Uh, well, that's exactly. We got Gus calling in at, at 7.10. And then at, at listen, the way we're going to roll at 7.45, we got Travis Braden calling in. And, uh, and then we got Mike Peterson at 8.10. So that, that's kind of our lineup. Now we're waiting on Gus to call in. Mark? Brody? So you're, uh, has, the, has the rain let up in Anderson yet? It has. Uh, it's coming out a little bit. There's, uh, it, it rained pretty good, but the sun's coming out. They'll be drying the trash shortly, and the uh, Red Bed 400 lamper for Super Late Models at the Anderson Speedway uh, just north of Indianapolis is going to get run tonight. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to doing the show before the race. Uh this is a rare occurrence for me to do the show and see a race on the same night. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Well, guys, I think Todd was the one with the feedback on us there. So uh, I got Todd set off the side. He can listen to us, and then uh, we'll bring him in, in later. But, uh, man, we're headed to race number 14 on the schedule. Am I not right? And, guys, and that's in y'all's backyard, and y'all headed that way this weekend. And, that's uh, Berlin Raceway. Yes, sir. We sure are. Uh, Jeff and I should be up there late afternoon getting all the information and inside stories for the show on Monday night, uh, bringing you pictures and texts on Facebook. Uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Berlin is probably one of the nicest racetracks, big or small. 
that you can go to in the United States that I've ever been to. Uh, big screen TV for a short track, beautiful facilities, nice seating, uh, unusual layout, just darn good racing facility. Well, our photo guy, Jeff, sends some great photos of Berlin, and y'all know, guys, all the races that we've been attending and, and broadcasting, I've said, you know, it's a clean-looking track. But, hey, 1958, first race held there. So we're, we're talking old-school racing, short track style. It's a four-eighths mile, uh, semi-banked. Not much in straightaways. You're always kind of a little bit, bit of a turn. Even even on the straightaways, they're curved a bit. Uh, nice, just just a nicely laid out track. Uh, it's a tricky track, Rowdy. You you have to know the the nuances of Berlin to run good there. Uh, oh, hey, listen, guys. Uh, why don't we just go ahead and bring our first guest in? Sounds good to me, Robbie. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, direct your attention to Victory Lane as Rowdy and Mark visit with this week's winner. <laughs> I'd like to welcome back tonight to the Rowdy Maglite Show, his second time in Winter Circle, driver of the number 32 Chevrolet for Wintron, Gus Dean. Welcome back, Gus. I appreciate y'all having me on. Man, Gus, hey, we have felt your pain all season, and we're just, hey, I'm just tickled that you're, you're in victory lane tonight, Gus. Yes, sir. We uh, we definitely had some rough luck at the beginning of the year, but, uh, you know, it all came together for us this weekend in Elko. Well, listen, Kevin can't keep bringing a good-looking piece and, and your talent with your talent and, and not went up in the uh, winter circle. And, hey, congratulations, and we're glad that you, you stopped to give us a little bit of time on Monday night. Well, you know what? I sure appreciate that, and, uh, and it's a pleasure being on. It really is. Gus, you know, kind of let's let's you know it's it's to try to keep the fans in touch with the driver. Kind of give everybody just quick how, how Gus Dane got to Winter Circle, where you started. We uh we, we had a fast race car. We knew that all day, which we have all year. We just ran into some really bad luck, uh, but we, we were really fast in practice. Uh, we marked up and we didn't quite see the the mock up speed that we wanted to for qualifying. Uh, which kind of showed itself in qualifying, and uh, we qualified seventh. Um, you know, and, and like I said, we had a really fast race car during the race. When the initial caution came out, um, you know, it was pretty early in the race, and we really didn't want to come down pit road, uh, but we had decided that if everybody else did, we would as well. Um, at the last minute, I really appreciate it came on the radio and they stay out. Uh, so we did which put us off cycle from everybody else, um, which really gave us the advantage at the end to win. Uh, we were really hoping for a caution a lot sooner than it came. Uh, we ended up getting put two laps down and uh, ended up spinning ourselves, uh, becoming the caution. Um, you know, and, and so that, that put us even further back. And uh, luckily we didn't tear anything up. But, um, you know, so we finally got a chance to come down to the road, get those tires changed, and, uh, 
and I started fighting for all that back. And lucky enough, we we were able to get that accomplished with a few more cautions and uh, and be there at the end when it really counted. And I tell you, that was a gutsy call, man. And and uh, Gus, what what's it like when you're when you're there with with four laps left and you got that group behind you staring at you with with Venturania and uh, MDM group right there on your bumper? Well, you know this uh, this this green racing Baker distributing car and and his team, um, they just they never give up on me. They never have and they never will. And, you know, I feel the same with me and on pit road. Um, you know, it hadn't really been – we haven't really had a chance to show that this year uh, just with our bad luck, but uh, I knew we definitely deserved to be up there and, uh, and it showed this weekend in Elko, and, and I, I have a very strong feeling it'll show itself again uh, in future races. Mark, you're live with Gus Dane tonight. Uh, Mark's at a – he's at a rain delay in Anderson, Indiana. Go ahead, Mark. Thanks, Rowdy. Welcome to the show, Gus. Yeah, I'm, I'm at Anderson, Indiana for the Redbud 400, the uh, super late model race. And uh, we had a little rain delay, so I got to be on the show tonight the whole time and uh, talk with you. Yes, sir. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, I was in Elko Saturday night, and I tell you, I was a little nervous when uh, you made that pit strategy to stay out and uh, not get tires and uh, go a lap, couple laps down. Woo, uh, that's cutting it close, but you guys sure know what you were doing. You know, that just, uh, that doesn't show what kind of crew chief Jamie Jones is. You know, we, uh, um, him and I have a special bond, uh, I feel like. Uh, he trusts me with anything I do out there on the track and vice versa. I'll trust him with any call he makes on pit road. Um, he never second guesses me, and I never second guess him, and that allows us to, to be able to make those those gutsy calls um, like we did. And uh, you know, uh, there was obviously a time when we were getting put two laps down that I'm sure both of us kind of thought that was the right call to make, but um, in the end, it, it, it proved that it was. You know, these short tracks, um, you know, as good as these general tires are, uh, these short tracks tend to eat them up. Um, you know, and, and fresh rubber will always prevail. So. Being able to put those last two tires on when everybody else is out of tires uh, just really made the difference for us that, that was able to help us push that victory. How how was the tire wear, Gus, at, at Elko? You know, uh, the general tires always hold up extremely well. Um, the tire wear wasn't anything we were concerned with as far as, you know, a tire failure, um, but we definitely uh, lacked speed. Um, you know, fresh rubber just always has so much more speed than old rubber does. And, and uh, I think, you know, by the time we spun out and, uh, and, and Colson ended up coming out, that was around uh, lap 160. So 160 laps in a short track on a set of tires, is, that's a lot of laps. So, uh, you know, I was very surprised to see how well we were still able to do uh, with the tires as, as long as they were. So I knew as soon as we got the opportunity to, to come down pit road and put on some new tires, that we were definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. Well, it sure showed on those restarts. Uh, restarts in Arca this year have just been spectacular for, for the fans to watch, but I'm sure they're a little hair-raising for you drivers. Uh, uh, but you got the best of them, and, and the tires proved it, didn't they? 
It did. I mean, we were really awesome listeners. <laughs> Unfortunately, the problem I lost one song of the night was uh, the weekend wasn't really counted on that last that last restart. But uh, unfortunately, it just happened to work out for us there. Uh, we went down off into turn one. Uh, you know, the 77 just fighting for the win. Nothing that I can fall asleep on whatsoever. So I can turn the pitches down a little bit. And, um, you know, we, we are at the inside line. So we got together and uh, just circumstances of short track race. And he ended up getting shoved up the track a little bit. And, uh, I got a little slowly, but was able to get it back collected and, and get away while he was battling with uh, second and third place. So um, that, that gave me the opportunity to slip away a little bit. And, uh, and get that little bit of cushion that, that I, we so desperately needed there in the closing <laughs> You needed every little bit of cushion you could Saturday night. Uh, there were some strong contenders, including yourself, and it was really uh, about time. It was nice to see your luck change. We were so glad to see you win, and uh, being able to have you on the show as a winner on a Monday night, uh, that's what it's all about for us, and hopefully uh, we can have you on again in the near future, Gus. I really hope so. You know, I uh, I, I, uh, I almost kind of forgot what that feeling was like. Um, you know, we, in those closing laps, uh, we've been so close so many times. And while we were sitting there under red flag with uh, three laps to go, um, you know, I just kept saying over and over in my head, there's no way I'm letting this one slip away from me. Um, you know, with Elko being Mr. Kevin's voice from the track, being a special track for him, um, you know, and, and also – I'm very proud of my Talladega win, but I really wanted to, to get a short track win in Arca, and uh, and I knew that was that was a, a very good opportunity for us to do that. Um, I just so I just kept repeating, you know, there's no way I'm gonna let this win go. And uh, and after that restart, when we got that little bit of cushion and got out there, you know, uh, you sit there and talk to yourself, where normally you're just ten laps, you know, out there talking to yourself. You know, I got one more lap, or I got one more corner. And I'm going to come out the other side of the corner. And, uh, and, you know, the whole time you're going to tap expecting anything to go wrong and, and have praying that it doesn't. And uh, when you finally cross that finish line, that's, uh, that's the best feeling in the That's all I like for. Well, well-deserved win, Gus. Glad to see you in the winner's circle again. Uh, the biggest oval to the smallest oval. Uh, now we got to get you the intermediate win. Hopefully you're on your show, you know, in the near future we'll have you on the show again. And I'm going to turn you over to Jeff. I know he's got some good questions for you. Congratulations again on your win, Doc. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you being on the show. Take it away, Jeff. Hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking time and being out on the show tonight, and uh, congratulations on your win at Elko. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You won at the biggest track of the ARCA series. Now you won at the smallest track of the ARCA series. I know all the wins are gratifying, but which one's more gratifying? Your super speedway or winning on the shortest track of the series? You know, they both uh, have their own gratification in their own special way. You know, obviously, uh, super speedway wins is something that we all um, you know, those are two of the biggest icons in racing, Daytona and Talladega. And while Daytona hasn't really been all that kind to me so far in my career, and the team and been pretty good. Um, and, you know, being able to clinch that win, uh, you know, that that's probably the one of the, the highlights of my career. Um, but, you know, also being able to prove that you can get it done on a short track, uh, you know, from a racer standpoint, that only 
really where where Talladega and the Super Speedways are a lot about strategy and a lot of uh, high speed chess games. You know, uh, these short tracks come down to absolute bare knuckle racing, and uh, to be able to to clinch a victory on the short track as well as the Super Speedway. Um, proves what this team is capable of and proves we deserve to be there. And I'm sure we'll we'll be back on hopefully uh, after a few of these intermediate wins as well. Now, getting back to Saturday night, you uh, you, you had a different pit strategy. Um, you ended up getting like two laps down, I believe. What was the key for you to get your laps back, and uh, how hard was it to get back? Well, you know, we uh, we do have the lucky goal in, uh, in Orca, and that was that was key. Uh, but you know, there was always a hole in the bottom that those cautions would come out. Um, you know, it's uh, we we needed three more cautions after after we spun down our caution uh, to be able to get our laps back that we needed. And uh, you know, judging by the beginning of the race, on 160 green flag laps almost, um, that was uh, yeah, that that was. Pretty nerve wracking to say the least on whether we would get three more cautions. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, and unfortunately for some, uh, these short track races tend to do that. You know, we, a lot of people get in the stride and, and uh, really ride right there with their own safety equipment. You can get a lot of laps there without a caution. But uh, once that, you know, the famous saying goes, caution breaks caution. So uh, once we all got back together, we, you know, had a few more cautions there later in the race. And, uh, and you know, while a lot of people that didn't work out for so well, that really played into the as far as what we needed. And um, and you know, we were just lucky enough to to come away with the victory. Now, with you being on different sequence, you uh, I'm I'm not I'm not I didn't get to watch the race Saturday night, and I wasn't there. But with with you being off sequence, did you have fresher tires and the, uh, the other leaders that were up there with you? We did. Um, you know, while everybody came in early and took right side tires, uh, we stayed out. Um, and, you know, we, we ran our own tires and, and we went that very, very long green flag stretch um, until the later caution was that we actually called on fun. We took four tires just like everybody else, but that meant that we had those two right side tires in our back pocket, or our left side tires, or whatever, you know, you, you would choose to have two more tires in our pocket. And uh, you know we um, we we were able to use those, and uh, later in the race, everybody else was out of tires, and, and you know it's um, it's really hard to compete against fresh rubber, especially when you know you have over 50 laps in your tires. Well, it seems like all season long that the general tires, if you can put on the tires later, the last one to put them on, it seems like they it seems like most of the winners of the season you know, have the freshest rubber. Is that what contributed to your win, the, the tires then? Or or were you, oh, were, oh, you were able to? I mean, uh, you know, pit strategy is, is, you know, for sure what won us to race. We we undoubtedly had a fast race car. Um, but, you know, a lot of people did. Um, they're, you know, the, the, the ARCA series right now is very competitive. It's very tight. Um, and, and, you know, I'd say the top six to seven cars are uh, are all – right there in contention to win and uh, you know you you have to have some form of a of an upper hand to 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 really be able to clinch that victory um and you know being able to put on a little pressure rubber than everybody else had uh was just our way of getting it done this weekend and and you know it's uh it's 
while our, our bad luck at the beginning of the season it was uh was tough to swallow and, and we definitely didn't uh didn't really want to have that bad luck. That's put us pretty far behind of course definitely not where we wanted to be, but what that has done is allow us to take risks that a lot of the other teams won't do just like this weekend, you know. We're just not being held down by the points as much as we were. Uh, we're going for these wins, and that's allowing us to, to take these risky pitch calls, and, and a lot of times that can, that can end up with a win. Now, you finally got the monkey off your back. Uh, now that you got a win, you think uh, the other wins, the more wins are going to start coming a little more easier now? I hope so. I really do. Um, you know, I definitely think we've had a car that was capable of winning all year. Um, but uh, you know, we just just had some really rotten luck, and to be able to get that monkey off our back and come home with the trophy, um, and also, you know, that, uh, that really gave the team the shot we wanted that it needed. Um, while nobody on the team was was you know anywhere close to giving up, you know, we we pride ourselves on never giving up. Um, you know, it, it it gets tough. It really does. With the trophy um, in the checkered flag, you know that that really bumps the motivation up, and, and I think that is uh, I think that is the momentum that everybody talks about when you when you do get a victory going forward into more races. Now, with Kevin Sawinski being your car owner and being a, a previous driver, how much feedback does he give you inside the car? You know, Kevin um, helps me out whenever whenever I go to him for advice because uh, most of these tracks that we race, he's been to, um, if not as a driver, as a team owner. So, you know, he's always there for information when I need it. Um, obviously, you know, in two old tracks, Madison and Elko, um, you know, he's got a lot more laps than, than, you know, pretty much everybody else does there. So he's got a little bit more information. Uh, to give me at those two tracks, and uh, you know that that really helped us out. He actually uh, was there to help make us the call, make the call whether we were going to take the inside or the outside on that last restart. Um, you know him as well as Jamie Jones, and and uh, you know thank God we took the inside line. That just gave us that little bit of advantage we needed going off into the front corner and allowed us to, to get away. All right, Gus, uh, appreciate you being on the show tonight. Again, congratulations on your win, and uh, good luck at uh, Berlin this uh, weekend. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. Thank, thank you, Jeff. Well, Gus, uh, hey, you're talking about pit stops, man. Uh, you want to give a shout-out to your pit crew? crew chief. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, absolutely. My, my crew chief uh, – Jamie Jones, he made one hell of a pit call, um, and that just goes to show you how how awesome of a crew chief he really is. And, uh, and, and my pit crew, you know, these, these guys, um, a lot of times more often than not, you know, especially in the Arca series, they come from these pit schools. You know, the the one in particular is Excalibur. They they tend to win the pack and and uh, pit schools. And um, you know, a lot of times they they show up in the race and they pit the car and they go home. Uh, but uh, with me, I've had the same pit crew. Uh, going on two years now, and, and they've really become a part of my team. Um, and, and you know, they they deserve this victory just as much as I did. They've been right there for me. They've never never faltered in the, in the loyalty and, and their excitement to come to the racetrack and race with me. And it really means a lot to me to be able to get this victory, not only for, for you know, Mr. Kevin Swinsky and Jamie Jones and everybody at Wintron, but, but also for those guys on pit road and everybody at Excalibur. 
Well, I know you guys that that they wasn't from the ex, but but your crew guys, you know they play a big part in it. And uh, Gus, let's talk about your sponsors now, just a minute. Guys that make it possible for you to run. Absolutely, you know, Blue Cool Products and Baker Distributing have been there with me uh, since our Baker Distributing team for a very long time, um, as well as helping us with the Arthur Racing Series and and Greek Cool Products. You know, they really gave me my second shot after that heartbreak we had in Daytona two years ago, when I was my first time in the car, first time in Super Speedway. Uh, they gave me a second shot to come to Talladega and grab that victory, and and that led to, to two more years of full sponsorship and. Uh, you know, we stuck with me all through last year. Uh, even though we, we didn't do win last year, had a lot of bad luck last year too, and a lot of good luck. Uh, we had a lot of top guys, uh, even more top tens, and uh, came second in rookie of the year. Uh, but you know, everybody wants everybody wants those trophies. They want those victories, and uh, and you know, even with the, the bad luck we've had at the beginning of this year, uh, Green Cooling Products and Victory Distributing has, has never never faltered in, in their faith in me and the faith in, the, in in my team. And uh, you know that's. A lot of times that's rare in a sponsor, and that just goes to show what, what good people they are, you know, what a good company both both corporations are. So I, I feel very, very fortunate to have uh, both of them as a sponsor and, and, and you know, to be able to, to know that when I go to the track the next weekend that I have their support and they're backing 100% and, uh, and I can go to the track and really focus on what I need to do. Well, you're a great ambassador to them, and listen, no matter what you go through, it's a – we're, we can do uh, attitude, and, and y'all never give up. Uh, Gus, tell everybody where we, they can follow and keep up with you on the ARCA Racing Series presented by Menards. Absolutely. I'm on all forms of social media, uh, at Gus Dean on both Instagram and Twitter, and uh, Gus Dean Racing on Facebook. And, um, you know, we're, we're pretty responsive to, to any fans that want to reach out to us, and that's definitely where they can get their information on, on what's going on. Um, you know, we, we also have Baker Distributing on Facebook and uh, and Instagram and, and Twitter, as well as Green uh, Cooling Products and, and Green Racing. So, uh, you know, go and give those guys a follow. That that shows your support for me. That shows them that, that their money is, is well-placed in racing. And, uh, and you know, I think that's, that's really what this team needs is, is the connection between the fans and the sponsors to come to the racetrack. I think that can be the, the needle in the arm that this state is the sport that we all love so much. Thanks. Well, you know, you connect the two together and, and with Greer and and your car and its quality, and y- y'all represent them well, Gus. And thanks a lot. So, uh, tell your grandfather hello, and always looking forward to seeing him at the track, Gus. And thanks a lot, and hope to see you again here in Winter Circle. Yes, sir. I really appreciate y'all having me on. It's always a pleasure, and uh, hopefully I'll be on uh, next week after Berlin. Well, I got a good record on that. If you're on Monday night, you stand a good chance of being on the phone Monday night. So <laughs> your odds have increased. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Gus. Thank y'all so much. Thanks, Gus. Rates Red too high. Drivers not approved. Sound familiar? With over 30 years experience, GSI Tow Truck Insurance can design a policy within your means. All we write is tow truck insurance. See to Shining Sea, Wisconsin to Georgia, Los Angeles to South Dakota. We have you covered. So what are you waiting for? Call or text us for a non-obligation quote at 262-501-7244. GSI. Big or small, we write them all. All right. 
right, guys. So we Gus Dane, man, in Winter Circle. How fun. Yeah, yeah Gus is a great hey. guest. Uh, very informative. Uh, I have a think he might be out again real soon, Rowdy, as a winner. Well, y'all know how close he's come in the past, and it's just been this little, little nothings that destroy your whole night. You know, little nothings. Well, he even mentioned that as we were talking with him, Rowdy. Uh, you know, in the ARCA series nowadays, everything's pretty much got to fall into place perfectly for you to, to win. And uh, it's such a tough series. Uh, seven cars, I think it's more like 10, 11 cars that can win every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With that count, listen, with that count of cars the other night, they was, what, uh, five cars that was really six cars that didn't have a chance. I would say all the others could have won. I I have to agree with you, Rowdy, and, you know, maybe some of those other things had to fall into place the right way, but, right. Uh, yeah, they, uh, you know what, the competition in ARCA right now is incredible. Well, hey, you know, we see it. We're able to see it, and we try to relay it out here. But that Elmore engine in the composite body has really made a difference. Now, it's put a struggle on a lot of people to make the deadlines, and some have have made it, and some haven't. uh, It's it's like anything else, Rowdy, in racing. uh, As the Elmore... Uh, is is finding its way into more and more of the field. Uh, more and more of the field has a chance to win, and uh, it's it's a big equalizer. Uh, the engine, tire, and body combination uh, takes a while to get used to, and it takes a while to get down dialed in. And once you get it dialed in, uh, and a lot of these teams have got it dialed in, and they're still trying to dial it in even more. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's the big equalizer, and it, it makes everybody that much more competitive, Rowdy. It's been a big equalizer, that's for sure, guys. All right, well, hey, we got Travis Braden calling in next. First time on the Rowdy Maglite show, and how that's possible, how, why, I, I don't know, guys. I can't explain it. Well, Jeff and I have seen quite a bit of Travis Braden through the years in the short tracks, uh, running a super late model for his team or other teams. And uh, he's won. He's won big races. He's won championships. Uh, he's just uh, – and he has an ARCA win. He, his first ever start in ARCA, he won at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis. So, yeah, uh, it's surprising we haven't had him on yet. Yeah. Well – yeah, I, well, I, that time's about to be changed, and we've got him coming on now, and looking forward that's right. to it. I'm in, I'm in his old stomping grounds. That's in uh, around Indian. What'd you say, uh, Anderson, Indiana? Anderson's just a little north of it, just outside of Indianapolis, basically, Rowdy, twenty miles or so, north northeast, and. Uh, 
The facility's been here for years. It's an old, old track, uh, high bank, quarter mile, paved oval. They're running super late miles for 400 laps tonight, $15,000 to win. Uh, Stephen Wallace is here. Johnny Van Dorn. Some of the biggest super late mile drivers in the country have made it their way. We have ARCA driver from Saturday night here tonight, Rowdy. We have Chandler Smith with his chance to go for 400 laps and possibly win that 15 grand. So Chandler's racing tonight. He is. He's, he broke out the super late model and brought it up north. Well, hey, <laughs> should be an interesting race then. It's going to be a real good race, Rowdy. It's uh, the, 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 the competition level. Uh, maybe we have 15 to 16 cars that possibly win this race tonight. Uh, uh, realistically, at least a dozen. Uh, it, it's a long race. It's a tough race. It's a quick race, though. 400 laps on a quarter-mile oval. Unless we get a lot of yellows, and we necessarily don't. We we go long green flag stretches here, and uh, it'll it'll be like an ARCA race. It'll be over before we realize it. Jeff, you've been to Anderson, I'm sure. Jeff, have you yeah, been Roddy, to Anderson? I, yeah, I have, Roddy. I've been there a few times. Uh, I think me and Mark were there a couple of years ago for the. We might, we might have been there last year for the Red Bud 400, but we've been there a few times. Like Mark says, it's a fast little quarter track. Like it'll be a quick race for 400 laps. Yeah, I've gotten two of the quickest uh, quarter miles we go to, Jeff, uh, Slinger and Anderson. Uh, Slinger now being the official world's fastest quarter mile, and uh, Anderson's right behind it, not by much either. We have to get down here for that big sprint car race, Jeff. The the 500? 500 laps, quarter mile, uh, with sprint cars, with pit stops. Uh, it's, just, it's just something yeah. different. I think we need to see it. I think Kenny Schrader was there last year. Tony Stewart ran it he last was. year. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it's star-studded, and, and it's uh, 400 laps in the stock car is one thing. 500 laps in the sprint car is even more of a chore. So, yeah, we, we'd have a good time with that. 500 laps in a sprint car? Yep. You it's, called little, it, it's called the, the little Indy 500, they call it. It's right around Indianapolis time, too, I believe. It's, it's I've right heard that, but I... Man, I yeah, bet you stove uh, up for a week. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I think someday I'm going to have to get down and see that. Uh, you know, majority of the time we're at the ARCA series or a stock car race, but we venture out and see other forms of racing. It's uh, Racing's racing in my book. Yeah. Yeah. Down to the wheelbarrow racing in, in, at uh, Daytona during the speedways. People get competitive, I'm telling you. Well, everybody, I, wants I started, I, everybody wants a win. Everybody wants a win. I started this. Go ahead. 
<laughs> that's that's exactly right, Jeff. Everybody wants to win. I started this little lawnmower deal, and I just everybody was supposed to just have fun. The next thing I know, everybody's souping up their lawnmowers, and they you know they they take all the fun out of it with competitiveness. Well, that's what happens with racing. It's always supposed to be fun, but it always gets competitive real quick. Yep. Really Nobody quick. wants to lose. Nobody wants to lose. Everybody wants to be a winner. I know. I know. I know, but gosh, how expensive it, it really costs to win. The big money's Rowdy winning. Is- it, it just doesn't matter what division, what type, be it lawnmowers or, or midgets or sprint cars or quarter midgets. And uh, we know where that's heading with you. So, uh, yeah, you're in for a – that learning curve is going to take a big swing at you, my friend. <laughs> you want to yeah, win? I, I'm, I'm going to try to keep my feet on the ground and just have fun. But, you know, the other two is probably going to want to win. Uh, we're we're looking forward to the the future with that Rowdy and the endeavors with that and uh, reporting on the show about what's going on with Rowdy Maglite Motorsports. <laughs> there you go. So we're hey, so we're going to race number fourteen, which is Berlin. That's going to give us uh, life. just in Daytona. I know it, guys. Then after that, it's back to Pocono. Those folks hadn't got everything unpacked and laundried out. Now it's time to come back to Pocono. And then uh, the hope, one I hope I get to go to is the Illinois State Fair. I, I hope I can squeeze that one in. And then that's on the 19th of uh, August. Good way to celebrate your birthday. I the day before. And, and I've got a good sign. Racing is going to take place tonight. There's a rainbow on the horizon. And the sun's coming out, and uh, uh, we're going to get 400 laps of racing in here shortly. Well, like I said earlier, Mark, the best thing you had going for you is the day heat and that track. That's going to help dry that track fast. Yep, and the sun's back out, and that's going to help. And uh, it's, it's going to take a little time, but... Uh, Unfortunately for the race fans, they're going to have to wait a little longer for the racing to begin. Fortunately for our listeners, I was able to be on the majority of the show tonight. So, uh, yeah, the rain the rain had its, had its uh, silver lining, so to speak. <laughs> well, the great thing about it, you got the the uh, weather stations and all all these hand devices that gives you instant updates of the weather, so you get to see exactly that cloud's moving out in an hour or so. You know, you you said it was bad now, but he goes, give it a little bit, it's moving out, and now it's done but gone. I uh, I have my weather reporter and race reporter at home and my lovely darling wife, and uh, uh, all I have to do is give her a call, and she gets the information I need, and. Uh, Especially while I'm driving, I don't like looking at the phone and texting or doing that sort of thing. So uh, I, I go by first-hand reports when I can, and uh, 
Yeah, Ann's been great about doing that for me. And I had a feeling I was going to have a little rain here. She told me I was when I got to the track. Sure enough, we had a little rain. But now you got sunshine. I got sunshine. I've got people starting to wander into the the grandstands. Uh, uh, it's They're drying the track still. I've, I've got a little time here to be on the show. I'm looking forward to Travis Braden, and I know Travis has made turned many a laugh to the Anderson Speedway, so but we'll, we'll have something to talk about with Travis. Well, guys, you know, it was kind of a weird situation with the points, and now, uh, listen, ain't nothing for sure to the very end when the lady sings. Rowdy, I haven't had a chance to look at the points really in the last couple of days since Elko. And uh, if if anybody's got any info on points, I'd love to hear about it. I, I think uh, Travis, there was a three o something number showed up, and it showed up and and left really quick. Uh, let me text him. Do Jeff? I didn't. Hear what you said, friend. All right, hey, I, I think we got our next caller call, calling in now. All right, Rowdy. All right, guys, gals, we got our next guest, driver of the number 27 Ford, Travis Braden. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Travis. Hey, guys, how's it going? Going good. Uh, I seen your number pop up and it went down, and sometimes it takes a couple of times, Travis. But hey, welcome to the show. Glad you had time to call us tonight, uh, Travis. You know you're a two-time ARCA Car Super Series champion. And Mark was telling me earlier, was is it Winchester? You won the Winchester 400. Yes, sir. Yep. Man, you got. You got the the fastest uh, half mile in the world, and uh, you got one ARCA win, and you're knocking on the door. It's it's, it's it's that little little things that keep you out of victory lane, Travis. Yeah, that's always the the thing in racing. It's always something small, but um, you got to piece it together. So that's what we're doing currently. Well, Travis. Uh, you know, we try to get to know the driver. When did you start driving and find out you wanted to be a race car driver? Um, I, st- I started racing when I was eight years old in a go-kart. But when I started racing at, at that age, I was more doing it for fun. You know, it was my dad and I, and we just did it locally. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't ever a goal of doing it my whole life or anything at first, but uh, when I I went from a go kart to a quarter midget, which a quarter midget at the time was very popular and very competitive, and at about my a year into that or so, I started to get competitive at that to the point where we would travel around around the country, and so at that point, I sort of took a you know a special liking to it, and it was kind of all I wanted to do ever since that day or since that point in time. So. I would say probably that's probably eleven years old, twelve years old when I really basically committed to it for the rest of my life, hopefully. 
Travis, did you get a chance to go down and see the quarter midget racing at uh, Daytona? I did, actually. Believe it or not, my, my spotter, his son, raced in that race in his quarter midget. He just started quarter midget racing. So we watched a little bit of it, and, and he actually raced in it. Well, Mark and I and Jeff, we have a friend, his son's racing in it, and we went down. Hey, was that place not completely jam-packed full of kids and parents to, to do that? Yeah, there was a lot. I think they even put a limit to how many they could uh, pre-register, and they sold all of them. So it's pretty pretty busy. Well, I, what I thought was the cool was that all the drivers would go down from uh, the Cup on Sundays and and meet and talk with the with the kids that were doing all that. And actually, I, I just didn't know bought, that. That's I, pretty cool. <laughs> Travis, I just bought into two. I got a ten year old and a seven year old grandkids that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I bought two, and we're uh, we're looking for next year's. So what we're searching, they don't know they got them yet, but uh, it won't be long now. But it, it, it's just a way to spend time with my grandkids, better quality time. Uh, Travis, uh, super late models, Mark. I'm gonna come in and bring it over, Travis, over to you because you're you're the super late model guy. Thanks, Marty. Hey, Travis, uh, welcome to the show. I, I spoke with you briefly in the autograph line Saturday night, and looking forward to having you on tonight, and thanks for being on. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember seeing you before the race there, and thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I'm in one of your old stopping, playground stopping grounds, I guess. I'm in Anderson, Indiana, the Redbud 400, a little rain delay, so I'm in the parking lot doing the show tonight. Uh, believe it or not, I'm sitting in the same parking lot. So, <laughs> will you be in the infield for the race? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay outside for the race. And our uh, the 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 ARCA team that I'm driving for, our race shop is in Brownsburg, Indiana. So it's only about oh, okay. 60 miles from here. Well, so I made the trip over really to well. watch the race. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one sitting in the parking lot listening to the Rowdy Mag Light Show. Are you going to get a chance to do any late mile racing this year? Um, Yeah, I'm hoping to. Um, I have a couple opportunities to do that in the next couple of months. The Winchester 400 is kind of the number one goal. If I only get to do one, that's the one that I want to do for sure. And uh, I think I can do at least a couple, but a little bit of it just depends on how the rest of the season goes with the ARCA stuff. So. Right. Well, you know what? Racing is, is, is an expensive proposition, and that is a super model. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And it's expensive, and it's a lot of work. So between those two things, as long as everything stays on course, I should be able to do it. But um, if anything would change drastically, then that would that would alter it, but I think we'll be good. Any chances we'll see you down in Pensacola in December? I would count on me being there. I hope to race, but even if I don't get to race, I'll more than likely make the trip down and, and be there for the weekend just to watch. But that is probably the number two race that I'd like to run this year if I could only run two. So. Okay. Well, I, I get to a lot of races a year and covering it for the show, and uh, my wife 
uh, was really great about letting me go. And if she only gave me one weekend a year, it would be Pensacola uh, because you get everything in, in one weekend, basically. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll look weekend. for you in the stands. Uh, I'll be in the infield. Uh, I'm going to turn you over to Jeff, and Jeff's got a couple of questions for you. And uh, look forward. I'll see All you right. in Berlin. I'll stop by and talk to you on, on Saturday night, Travis. Great. All right. Thank you. Enjoy the race. Thank you. You too, my friend. You too. Take her away, Jeff. Uh, I will. Hey, Travis. Uh, how you doing? Thanks. Thanks for taking time and being on the show tonight. Oh, I'm doing well, but uh, thanks for having me on. Um, in the ARCA series, you're sitting, I think, 15 points right now. You're about uh, 495 points out of the out of the top spot. Um, can you kind of talk uh, talk about how your season's going, the ups and downs, and where you're at with your team? Yeah, um, I think we're fifth. I think you're right about that. We are kind of a little bit out of touch with the top two, but we still have a very legitimate chance of a top three, a third place finish in the, in the standings. So um, we're focused on that. We're, we're kind of been struggling all year and are still struggling when it comes to the short tracks, and we're, which is which is awkward because that's kind of what I'm used to doing, but uh, we're, we're struggling on the short tracks a little bit, so our goal is to be consistent and finish the races. And then uh, we were really good Pocono earlier this year, which we're going back to. And so between Pocono and Kansas, we might have actually a good chance to to pick up some points as long as we can stay consistent in the short tracks. Uh, well, plus you got the two dirt races that are completely unknowns. So it, it's been an up and down year, but we're still right there with them. And it's, you know, we're competitive with a lot of high caliber drivers and teams. So that's good. Now, you say you're struggling on the short tracks, and with your background being a lot of short track racing, what do you, what do you, why do you think you're struggling in that in that area? Since that's one of your stronger suits. Well, I mean, I, I guess obviously, if I knew why I was struggling, I probably wouldn't be struggling so much, but. We, we've just had some ups and downs with the uh, with the cars that we run on the short track specifically, and it, it, it's been it hasn't been terrible. It's just been okay, and then we've had really no luck or anything to go with it. So it's just kind of seemed worse than what it might be. But um, but the, the competition is also very very strong, and specifically on the short tracks this year, there's some guys that have got some things really figured out, and they got a lot of speed. So We've been trying to keep up and chase them, and and we've done better at times than, than other times. So we're not really sure, but we're getting there, and we're figuring it out, and we're getting closer. So this weekend up Berlin could be a better race. Now, like you come from the super late models, uh, and, and how much difference is it running the ARCA cars? Is there a lot of difference? Yeah, it's quite a bit different. Um, I mean, for one, the tracks are – obviously way different other than a couple of the short tracks so that's unique but even on the short tracks if you were to compare directly you know these cars just take an entire different driving style and you're off the throttle a lot more and so 
you know, really the line and all the, the rhythms that you're used to using on a short track with a late model, it all goes out the window and you have to pick up a new rhythm. So it's very different. It still helps to have that experience, but it also doesn't apply directly. Now, can you kind of talk about your crew chief and your team a little bit? Yeah, so the whole team essentially consists of myself, the crew chief, and the car chief, just the three of us. Uh, we have, obviously, a pit crew that comes to help on the weekends and, and a tire girl that comes to help us with other tires. And so the three the three of us, we work in the shop full-time here in Brownsburg. And, you know, honestly, they are probably two of the best at what they do in, in the whole sport, honestly. Uh, definitely in the Arca Series, I would say they're probably the best at what they do, which is very challenging because we are a small team. So, um, that, unfortunately, we're not having the performance right now to make them look as good as they are, but that's 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 how I view them. They're very good. Well, I would say for only having three full-time guys, and where you're sitting in points and going against all that other competition with some of these bigger teams, I think you guys are doing very well. And uh, congratulations on that. I didn't realize you were that small of a team. Yeah, thank you. And that, that's one of the things that we we don't really – I mean, we are small. We know we always have that as a disadvantage, but we don't we don't go racing saying, oh, well, we're, we're going to try to finish fifth or sixth or seventh because – we can't compete with them because we're smaller. You know, we we go to beat them, even though they do have somewhat of an advantage. So, um, so we take a lot of pride in that, and I know one day we will compete directly with them and, and beat a lot of those bigger teams consistently. And so, that'll be really rewarding for specifically those two guys because of all the work they've put in. All right, Travis. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, Congratulations with the season you're having. Like I said, with a small that team and your 15, 15 points. Uh, uh, and good luck at Berlin. And I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I tell you, Travis, April, April does one heck of a job for you, man. She's a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. Your guys work great. hard. I, I, I've watched you. You know, I'm lucky enough to get to sit back and, and be able to observe your team, and y'all got a great thing going. You just, it's just been that smile thing you're missing. That's gonna come. It's it's coming, y'all. Oh yeah. For a small team, y'all y'all chugging along. Uh, Travis, let's talk about your sponsors who helped you get to the track. Yeah, well, man, as you probably have seen at the track, we have quite a few compared to some of the teams, but. Um, like specifically this past weekend, we had Matrix Care, which their headquarters is in Minneapolis, right up the street from Elko. Um, so they they're our primary sponsor, and they they had a big deal going on at Elko. And then uh, I don't know how well you know Don Fike, the team owner, but his companies RFMS and Liberty Village are a big part of everything we do as sponsors as well. And then we have a list of probably 15 more sponsors, but just to name a few, we have Consanas Healthcare. Um, RSM, RD McMillan, Office Specialist. Uh, we recently had a new sponsor, Assurance, come on board and, and help us quite a bit. So, um, But honestly, we have such a list of people that help us in, in so many different ways, whether it's even a cash sponsorship, that we, we kind of consider a lot of people our sponsors that 
that do things for us. So I couldn't really honestly sit here and thank everyone individually, but uh, we, I, I just always commend the people that help us because there's so many of them and they do quite a bit for us. Uh, Travis, I appreciate it. Now, where can everybody follow you on social media? Keep up with the 27 yeah. forward. Yeah, I, I primarily post through Facebook or Instagram. I mean, I, I use Twitter, but not as, as regularly as some. Uh, but I have all three three accounts. If you just search Travis Braden, I'm usually one of the first ones that you'll see. And you can't really miss me because I've got the fire suit. So uh, just Travis Braden and all three platforms, and you should be able to pop me right up. Travis, man, I appreciate you spending a little time with us on Monday night and looking forward to having you back on, friend. All right, guys. We're going to see if this Red Bud race can get started. I think you're getting close, so. All right. You and Mark have a great time. Enjoy the race, Travis. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Travis. Thank All you, right. So it's, yes, sir. So that's um, Mark fixing the bailout on us here shortly, too. So <laughs> It's a small yeah, world in the racing world, isn't it? I, You know what? I'm not surprised that that they're here. Uh, his his involvement with racing and uh, his past involvement with uh, the super late miles. So uh, I'm sure he's rather be driving than watching, but uh, it was good to have Travis on the show. And, and you're right. I, I'm heading out the door myself. So uh, I will check in with everybody next week on the show until next week. I'll see you. Thanks so much for being on with me. And I'm turning over to Jeff and Rowdy and Todd. All right. Well, Todd's done signed off too, so uh, it's Jeff and I tonight. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate your supporting me and my uh, habit of going to super late mile races and letting me get out of doing the show a little bit. Uh, I love Monday nights and I love doing the show and uh, the show on racing. It's a, it's a good Monday night for Chi Town Mark. I'm telling you that. All right, guys. Mark, be safe going home tonight. I will. Jeff, Rowdy, take care of the show for us, and uh, I'll talk with everybody later. See you later, guys. Yeah.
Well, that's right down the road, Jeff, really quick. October. We'll be here before we know it. Yeah, All right. Quick. I'm, hey, I'm telling you, time's speeding by. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Talladega weekend. I just hope we have a dry one. Let's, let's keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, dry guys. Hey, dry, dry is good. Mark will tell you, dry is good. <laughs> just here in a few minutes, we got Mike Peterson calling in with uh, Wayne Peterson Motorsports. So Wayne Peterson didn't make it to the racetrack this year. In how many years the 06 hasn't, first time in how many years it hasn't run? 22 years since 1996. There's been a 06 car fielded in the Arkham Racing Series. What a streak. Comes to an end. Yep. Well, you know, Brad's still struggling and chugging. Of course, he, he also only had to come from Michigan. So yeah. That's closer than Daytona to Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Even for me to get up there, it was going to be about six hours or so. Yeah. Delco. Yeah. Mark said it was rough. He didn't get in to what, six that morning? Yeah, that's. I would have been just probably another hour in front of him if I would have went. You know, I would have, and I worked till like eight o'clock at night on Friday. I, well, if I had to go meet him, I would have had to been out the door by seven in the morning. Then drive all that way up and all that way back, being up all night. I just then then I would have would have been done nothing yesterday, and then turn around and have to start work again today. Yep. Takes a lot sometimes to make these these rights, and we don't work on the cars. Yeah. I don't know how I did it last year. What I did is 64 races and. We hit all the races basically last year. Pretty close, Rodney. It was. Well, we were talking earlier. You know, the points kind of got a little tumbled, tumbled around. Nobody, not many changes, but the numbers changed. You know, Shelton and uh, Zane kind of tied up. Mark, or Jeff, you had some static. I'm going to bring on my next guest, uh, Jeff. I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Guy who keeps things hustling on the 06 team, Mike Peterson. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you, Rowdy. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, as well as I can, Mike. Uh, 
you know, just with the circumstances. But, uh, Mike, we was talking about it earlier. I, you know, let's just get right to it. You know, uh, 22 years, the 06 car had been fielded in an ARCA racing series, and it kind of fell out of the whack this weekend at Elko, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, we had a, a contingency plan. Uh, Con Nicolopoulos has been driving for us for a few years, and uh, uh, he's. we've got several different cars. We've got Fords, Dodge, and Chevrolet, so uh, we're, we're sort of a mixed bag of opportunities. Uh, we had a Con, had a car with Con, and uh, the, the plan was, is, you know, for him to run at uh, – at Elko, uh, Wayne had some some medical uh, exams and uh, needed to get those taken care of. And uh, Con unfortunately got called up away to work. He works for for Fiat Chrysler, and I got called down to Mexico and just couldn't get back in time to get the car to to Elko. Uh, Wayne had. It's just so far for us to go to Elko, and the and the, the expenses just aren't covered when we go. It uh, you know we're looking for sponsorship to to be able to run you know a, a little harder, but uh, you know right now we're you know we found ways over the years on how to cut cost, and you know a lot of teams are are spending a lot of money, and and we just don't have that that resource uh we run on on used tires as you know uh we buy them from the you know the funded teams and uh you know it's it's about the only way we can afford to 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 be able to run with with limited sponsorship well uh mike yeah i've got the composite body you've got one composite body now uh, you know it, it's it brings you right up to date with it. Uh, still a struggle with Elmore, though. But, you know, that, that old legacy still wants to compete a little bit with the Elmores, don't it? Yeah, the, there's some advantages with the, the steel bodies. Um, obviously, cost is, is the, the primary reason. That's why, you know, we generally run the steel bodies. It's why Basham's running the steel body. Uh, even... Uh, uh, Kimmel's got several composite cars, but to uh, when they're on a reduced budget, they'll run the, the steel bodies. David's done really well this year uh, in a Kimmel steel body car with a with a legacy D motor in it. Um, you know, so it it you know it can be done. Uh, you know, you're bringing a knife to a gunfight, but you know we're we're still stabbing away. Mike. How many years in ARCA have you been? What, what, how much time you and Wayne, you, you and your dad, got invested in ARCA? Uh, we started running ARCA in 1982. We were running uh, late models for several years in the 70s, and uh, we wanted to step up a little bit. Uh, it, it, it's Xfinity now in NASCAR, but back then it was called late model. Uh then it became Bush. Now it's Xfinity. Uh, we stepped up, purchased a uh, uh, a Cup car from from uh, Robert Yates, and we ran Cup a little bit and found out we were definitely uh, 
the smallest fish in a big pond. So we we figured out real quick without really significant sponsorship that we could not run competitively in the Cup Series. And at the time, the Cup cars and the ARCA cars were uh, pretty much interchangeable. They had the exact same engine, ignition, specifications, and everything. So we were able to to uh, drop out of Cup and, and run in ARCAs. And we've been doing that since 1982. Uh, for several years, we would still run occasional Cup. You know, we would go to the ARCA race at Daytona and run the full ARCA race and then uh, pull the car out uh, of the speedway after the race. And uh, we had arrangements with a with a garage down there, and we'd pull the car all apart and have the spindles magnafluxed and, and uh, get it all cleaned up, change the oil, uh, you know, just a little bit of maintenance that we had to do. And then, you know, Sunday we'd roll right back into the the cut garage, go through inspection. Of course, they'd already have the initial qualifying uh, going on, but, uh, you know, there was a second and third day of qualifying for cut, and then you had the, uh, the the Gatorade 125s back then. They were the 150s now. And we'd, you know, we'd do our best shot to run in the 125s to get in the show. And if we didn't get in the show, they, they, they used to call it the hooligan race. So it was all the cars that that didn't make the show. We'd, we'd run the hooligan race. And, and, <laughs> and you know, it was an opportunity for, for us to, to run at that highest level, uh, keep our cars current with technology. And, uh, you know, we, we just knew that financially uh, – you know, week in, week out, we couldn't do cup. And even on doing spot occasional races, that uh, uh, it, it just took so much to, to stay current on the cup series that uh, it, it was pretty much out of our budget. So we've been running running cup consistently. Uh, first, we started just running the ARCA races at the speedways. And uh, in 96 is when we started running the, the complete series, uh, and we've had at least one car at every race since 1996. Uh, many races we've had, even this year, we've had three cars at, in, in ARCA races. Uh, at one time, we had as many as four, but without without really significant sponsorship, uh, uh, the cost of the of the Ilmore engines and the cost of the five star uh, bodies. You know, for for teams that are limited budget, uh, we just really can't afford it. You know, I think the the Ilmore engine is a great thing for you know the top ten, top fifteen teams, the teams that you know that have a million dollars to be able to spend, so that they can you know buy the Ilmores and 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 run them, and then put another fresh Ilmore in after six races and run and. Uh, you know, it, it it just costs so much to even have the Gilmore freshened up compared to the steel bodies. Uh, they're four and five times more expensive to freshen up than it is the steel body. I mean, a legacy motor. We're we're still running the legacy motors right now. Uh, you know, we have we have ambitions to run Gilmore 
and, and maybe we'll get there next year. Well, you know, Mike, the more the more that buy into it, and the longer it goes, they're gonna the Elmore's gonna be easier to obtain used. Uh, you know, I see that happening, but uh, it, it's been tough on everybody. Yeah, the, the, there's several teams that uh, you know there are some used Elmores available, uh, but the cost of uh, of even a, a used Elmore. Uh, to buy a new Ilmore is fifty thousand. Buy a used Ilmore, you know, if you if if you have the right connections, you can get them for about twenty five thousand. But you know that that means you've only got a couple of races before you have to freshen it up, and that's twenty five thousand. So you know, for us to freshen up a, a a legacy motor, you know, we're looking, you know, if nothing's wrong with it, we we freshen them up for about four thousand. Six thousand dollars, and uh, you know, there's a big difference between you know six thousand and twenty-five thousand. You know, they've our engines have you know eight hundred and forty, eight hundred and fifty horsepower, and then we have to run a tapered spacer so that uh, uh, and and that tapered spacer gives the Ilmore an advantage horsepower-wise, and 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 that shows if. you know, ever since the Ilmore has been introduced, you know, they've won every single ARCA race. Um, you know, Bobby Gerhardt was uh, uh, one of the, the one of the last soldiers that were fighting to keep the uh, keep the steel body cars and keep the Ilmore cars. I mean, he had a great legacy going on, winning you know Daytona after Daytona. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's the Ilmores if, are, you know, you you can get six, seven races out of them, uh, and that's what a lot of teams are doing. And then they'll they'll put them up for sale and uh, take the money they sell and 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 what money they would have spent to freshen it up, and they can go buy a new motor. And uh, you know, it, it's just you know you're still looking at, at you know, four or five thousand dollars a race uh, that you have to invest to, to to be able to run the Ilmore, and we just don't have that that kind of budget. And it all boils down to you got to you need them sponsors, and they're right, Mike. You got, I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's like uh, they said a long time ago. It's Speed is money, and you just want to know how fast you can afford to go. And we're 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 running the best we can with the the limited budget we have. You know, we're we're racing against Ilmores and five stars that have a lot more side force and downforce uh, with the steel bodies. The steel bodies have a little bit less drag, but uh, you know the 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 way the Ilmore puts out the horsepower and the steel bodies put up the 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 side force and down force they they you know they just have more traction through the turns and they can carry more speed through the turns than the steel bodies can hey jeff you're live with mike peterson you there jeff yeah i don't mike 
Hey, getting oh, back to the really Legacy well. motor and the Elmore engine, when you refresh a, a Legacy motor, how long will that last you compared to the, the Elmore engine? Well, it depends on how well you take care of it. Uh, you know, if you if you run full races and running hard, you can get, you know, about five to six races uh, out, of, out, of a, out of an engine. Uh, so they're pretty competitive with what, what we're doing with the uh, the Ilmores now used to, you know, before we had all these restrictor plates and tapered spacers, uh, you could only get about two or three races. But uh, you know, with the tapered spacer, they've you know we're no longer putting out the 850 horsepower. You know, we're down to the 600 horsepower. So the engines, you know, that that's a lot less torture on the bearings. Uh, you know, we're limited on RPM, so that's a lot less torture on the springs. So the longevity of, of the engines, uh, we're in, you know, we've run 13 lap, uh, races. And, uh, you know, I, I have two engines that, that have eight races on them each. Uh, you know, so if you take care of them, uh, you know, watch your bow springs and stuff like it, like that. Uh you, you you can get eight to ten races out of a, the legacy engine, uh, which it which puts it pretty competitive with the Ilmore as as far as number of races. Now you said you've been with Arca since like 1982. Can you hit? Can you pick like one biggest thing that Arca ever did? It did to change the the sport. Well, they they come out with the Golden Age program, which it, it really helps the the, the the underfunded teams. You know, when we go to the big super speedways, uh, you know, they they give us a little extra money, and it's 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 sort of the predecessor with the what NASCAR's done with the charters. You know, they recognize the 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 top fifteen cars and in, in in the previous year in owner's points and, and those are the, the the golden A bonus cars so they get a little extra money at, at each of the speedway races and it, and it helps you know the smaller teams like you know Basham and Brad Smith and and, and, and Kimmel and you know when Wayne Nixon was running uh, you know that extra money uh, you know helps defer some of the some of the cost uh, you know, they unfortunately we've we've developed a little bit of a history of running start and parks, and uh, Arca has a rule that to be on the Golden A you have to run uh, at mid season. They evaluate the team. If you haven't run at least half the races, then then you're off the Golden A. And uh, you know that that money is is for us. You know that's about half of our budget. And uh, so, you know, not being on the Golden A anymore, uh, you know, it's it's put you know more of a strain on us financially. Now, is there anything you could pinpoint that is the biggest challenge in those in the in the Arca series since you've been in there? Well, we enjoy the challenge. It's. Uh, you know, there's there's always going to, you know, there's no way to level the field unless ARCA just gave everybody, 
you know, identical cars like the old IROC were. Uh, you know, you're going to have teams that that you know work on on things to find speed. Uh, you know, some some of them are, are crossing the line on what's legal or not legal. But uh, you know, if you have a, a significant amount of funding, then uh, you know you're going to experiment in areas to to find that speed. And if ARCA deems that's not their intention, then then they've come up with uh, they'll come up with a rule that says you can't do this. You know, going through Daytona and Talladega, you know, it takes us almost all day to get through all the inspections and stuff like that. And most of that is because teams have done a lot of research and. They're finding areas that get speed that may not meet the in, the original intention of ARCA for, for what is legal or not legal. Now, with the purchase of a NASCAR purchasing ARCA, I, I know nobody knows, but do you think it's going to kind of... with the new, cha- new changes that ARCA might do... Well, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, being associated with, with NASCAR, that it's going to bring, you know, more awareness to ARCA, to, to both fans and sponsors. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that, you know, the, the benefits of, of NASCAR is their marketing organization. Uh, NASCAR is a, has a giant marketing organization. So if they can get, you know, more more seats and filled in the stands, and bigger sponsors for the series, and better TV rights. Uh, you know, it it can raise the purses a little bit for us, and it can help us to to because of the media coverage and and the notoriety of being part of NASCAR. It'll help me as an owner find uh, sponsors so that that I can afford to, to run competitive week in and week out. Now, with the purchase, do you see some of your smaller teams falling, falling out of it, falling away, or going by the wayside? Is that a concern? Well, yeah, we just had, uh, you know, just had a race that, that would have fielded 35 cars, and we only had 18 cars show up. Um, you know, that's that's obviously not what, ARCA wants. It's not what the the track wants to see, and it's not what the the uh, the sponsor of the race wants to see. Uh, you know, the fans want to see competitive race. Now, uh, you know, it, it's a very small track. Uh, it's very difficult to race at Elko with 35 cars on the race. You're, you know, you're almost in New York traffic there. But uh, you know that that also brings a lot of excitement to the fans. You know, to watch the, the faster cars, to to be able be able to maneuver, but through traffic. Uh, you know, you can see that 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 uh, Dean. You know, he was able to come from two laps back to to win the last race. You know, so. Would he have been able to do that if there had been 35 cars out on the racetrack? It would have been a lot more difficult. 
You know, it, it, it it's it's pluses and minuses on you know on on how many cars are out there. Arco posted a race at, at Mount Clemens, and I think they only started about twelve. And uh, you know, you, you're going to have you know a battle for the lead. That's why it's the lead. Uh, that's where the majority of the excitement's going on. But uh, you know, when cars pit and they have to come up through traffic, uh, you know that that also generates some ex- some excitement. Okay, Mike. Uh, thanks for taking time out tonight and being on the show. And I'm going to turn you back over to Roddy. Well, thank you. Good talking to you. That, thank you, Jeff. Well, Mike, uh, have you any idea what races is you're going to try to make? We're, we're down. Well, actually, race 14 this weekend. Yeah, we'll. Uh, you know, we're working on getting con at least at uh, at Berlin. Uh, we've had some, you know, some interest on from other drivers, but right now uh, probably just have the 06 at uh, at Berlin. Uh, I believe we'll have uh, three cars at uh, Pocono. Uh, Mike Seneca is uh, uh, has drove for us. He got started driving for us when he first started. Uh, he's going to be in probably the zero for, for Pocono. We'll have Don Thompson and Con Nicolopoulos. At, the three of those will be at uh, at Pocono. And, uh, you know, we've got some interest at the, for for driving at the dirt track. So, you know, we're working on, on different, different scenarios, but, uh, you know, we're just looking for sponsorship to, to be able to, afford to get there and be able to put tires on the car to run the race. Well, you know, if you're looking to put your name, anything on a car, Mike, tell them where they can find you, uh, your email address. Yeah, my uh, my email address is mdpeters at southernco.com. I work for the uh, power company. And... Uh, that my work pretty much requires me to watch that uh, that email address uh, 24 hours a day, so that's the best way to get in touch with me. Uh, we've got a we've got a website that uh, at petersonmotorsports.net, but we're having some technical problems with it. It's been it's been hacked, so uh, we're trying to trying to get it straightened out. Well, Mike, if anybody wants to put their name on your car and come down and be part of it, you'll put a help. You'll put a hands-on experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. We've uh, we've had a lot of drivers over the years, and you know, several of them have have uh, done really well in moving up. Uh, David Reagan drove for us for a little while. He's up to Cup, and and you know, Algar is is. Uh, been with the team. Uh, matter of fact, the uh, the Dodge that we're running is one of his old uh, Dodges that that he ran in Arca. So uh, you know, all of our equipment is is uh, first rate equipment. That uh, you know, most of them were all uh, Cup cars. Uh, Algar's car was originally 
a uh, a cup car that they purchased, and then we purchased it from them. Uh, we've we've got the Denny Hamlin car and the Wood Brothers car and, and a DEI car, and you know they're Richard Childers, uh, Henricks. You know, so that, that's sort of the reason why we have so many different uh, makes. You know, we don't, we're not all Fords or all Chevys. Uh, we're probably just about the only Dodge running. Eric's got one that that he's run a couple of races, but uh, most of our cars are, you know, we're running in the Cup Series, and then we purchased them when they went to Car of Tomorrow or or when they'd got some damage on them. But we're we're real proud that, you know, the the safety record that we have. Uh, you know, we've had a, a few uh, catastrophic crashes, but uh, all the drivers have come out without a scratch. Uh, some of them a little sore, but, uh, you know, everybody's been able to, to walk away without any, any injuries, so uh, you know that's one thing that we're real proud of. That you know we we make sure that our drivers are safe, the cars are safe, and uh, you know just trying to do the best we can with the with the budget that we're operating on. Well, Mike, good luck, my friend, and uh, just keep keep chugging. They'll they'll come they'll come along. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna keep fighting for it. We uh, we enjoy it. It's 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 what I've been doing my whole life. My dad was uh, track champion at Rockingham when I was born in '62. So uh, uh, I, I've grown up in, in in NASCAR and spent the last 30 years running running ARCA. But, uh, you actually you know, have just, a, yeah I. <laughs> Mike, you actually have a rule after you too, don't you? What's that? The Mike Peterson rule. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 I claim ignorance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Mike, hey, listen, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, looking forward to seeing you next time. And thanks for all you do for ARCA. You know, uh, up until to this, well, up until y'all's no-show at Elko, Con was uh, 10th in points. So, I mean, yeah. that, that says a lot. Yeah, it it, 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 it does. It uh, You know, we, we'd like to be able to, to get the funding so we could run, you know, 100% of the race and, and, and get him up in the, uh, much higher than that. But... Uh, you know, it's con sort of like I am. We've got a day job, and uh, that that day job is what feeds the feeds the ha- family and pays the mortgage. Uh, it's you know, I, I don't blame con. I don't blame uh, anybody. It's just a, a, a circumstance that you know, last weekend, uh, you know, the budget just needed us to take a break. Yeah, I understand that too. Uh, you know, and health comes first. Thanks again, man, for coming on. And uh, hey, if you're looking for a sponsor, Wayne Peterson Motorsports, 
They'll have three cars at Pocono. There's your chance. Well, thank you we very appreciate much. It. All right, Mike. Thanks for spending time with us on Monday night. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Jeff. Uh, anything you got to add to the night's story? Are we signing off? Yeah. That, um, Mike was our last guest, and uh, that'll get us down to the hour. Well, just looking forward to Saturday at uh, Berlin. Uh, should be a great uh, race on the short track there. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, if you can get out to there and get to see it, uh, Berlin's a great little track. And uh, come on out. And we'll see you next week. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Saturday night's race is on MAV TV, Berlin. Y'all, you and Mark will be there live. Looking forward to the pictures, Jeff. All righty. Rates too high, drivers not approved, sound familiar? With over 30 years' experience, GSI Tow Truck Insurance can design a policy within your means. All we write is tow truck insurance. See to Shining Sea, Wisconsin to Georgia, Los Angeles to South Dakota. We have you covered. So what are you waiting for? Call or text us for a non-obligation quote at 262-501-7244. GSI. Big or small, we write them all. Autobahn Indoor Speedway is Birmingham's premier corporate events venue. When your team races together at speeds up to 50 miles per hour in their electric pro carts, they'll leave with a recharged new bond. They guarantee it. For more information on how to book your company event, visit AutobahnSpeed.com.